Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. I know last week we did give a uh, shout out, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, to Cardinal Pell, who <laughs> passed away. <laughs> I don't think shout out is quite the right word. <laughs> well, as I said, I, was like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, we asked everybody to pray for him, yeah. pray for his soul. Uh, the intro to that uh, music had, intro to the Catholic Mancho has Cardinal Pell in it. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. In a, in, in a debate that Cardinal Pell had with Richard Dawkins, Richard Dawkins says, why is that funny? Oh, okay. And Cardinal so he, Pell says, why do you think it's a little funny that you're trying to define nothing? That's Cardinal Pell? That's Cardinal Pell. This whole time I thought that was from Seinfeld. No. That's hilarious. It's Cardinal Pell. Wow. The, so, things, the things you learn on the Catholic Man Show. Even if you are a host of the Catholic right, Man Show. Right, even if it's your show. <laughs> you still learn. So much to learn. So much. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are still without Juan this evening. Juan is, is not here. And to be honest, we're not exactly sure why. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, we haven't really heard from Juan in a while. Uh, so, you know, like, maybe pray for let's him. Let's pray for Juan. Let's all just pray for him. I mean, he could use it anyway, no, Regardless. Matter, no matter what's going right? on. But, uh, but yeah, it would be good to we're pray for him. We're pretty sure that nothing bad has happened. But we knew he traveled overseas for a little bit. You know. Or maybe not overseas. I don't know. I, you know what? I actually don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. But we do have Jim here with us. That's Jim. one of the beauties about having Juan in your life. There's this element of mystery and surprise that uh, is is uh, perennial, really. Say, say what you want about Juan. He cultivates wonder. Oh, so hard. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, thanks for being with us this evening. Hey, Jim. Jim, Jim and I have been talking. Jim Spencer, uh, everybody. Jim Thank Spencer. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Jim. Way to go, Jim. Uh Jim and I have been talking a lot about trying to to get these hoodies and, and T-shirts that we have mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. out here pretty soon. Uh, if you are a $50 or more supporter, we're going to send you one for free. We're, we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to ask you for your uh, hoodie size, and we're going to send you one for free. Uh, so that's a great way to be able to get the new Catholic Mancho hoodies. That we're only It's a one-time release. Um, and so then we're going to open it up to the patrons. And then uh, if there's anything left, we will open it up to the, the broad audience. Yes. But there probably won't be because we don't have a whole lot of these sweatshirts. We do not. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I love them. It's like become my favorite hoodie. Not because it's just our hoodie, but it's just extremely comfortable. Plus par- paradise. It's not for cowards. It's not for cowards. Mm-mm. It's just, it, it rings true. God hates a coward. God hates a coward. Um, so anyway. Uh, go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. Uh, check out our uh, over 300 episodes that we've had done uh, over at thecatholicmanshow.com. You can also go to our shop. We have other sweet hoodies, too. I mean, yeah. like, we have, we have, uh, I think, pretty, here's one just like general. Look yeah. at this Catholic Man Show hoodie. Yeah. Great. I also like the uh, make Plato's, Plato's Cave. Is that right? Yeah. Plato's Cave allegorical again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was making sure I was getting my philosopher right. Mm hmm. Which I think that's a hilarious sweatshirt. I do too, and a gr- it's a great conversation. Starter. It's a deep track, right? It's a philosophy deep track. Right. Uh, which, like, if that doesn't, if that's not trendy enough for you, then like, uh, don't. We can't it's help fine. you. We yeah. we can't help you if you need something trendier than that. That's right. So uh, this evening we're having McAllen. I'm really excited. I but, uh, we haven't had McAllen in a while, I and think, you know right? McAllen is you know a little like. On the hoity-toity side, I think so. It is very a little like, on the pri- they're a little pricey, a little pricey. right? I mean, they've been they've they're established. 
Very, very much so. Uh, and so we're having the, the McAllen Classic Cut Limited Edition for 2022. All right. Um, what did it run? Do you know? About $90. Okay. No, I take that back. 105 Okay. $15 more than what I said originally. Yeah. Uh, Which but, McAllen like has a lot in that space. I mean, that's I mean they're higher end, right? They are. Uh, and so if you are a guy who doesn't like this, can you get a six? Smoke, is there a sixty dollar McAllen? I feel like there used to be, but that was like you know maybe pre COVID. So. Pre COVID, there was a sixty dollar McAllen. I don't. I think, I think I think so. Okay. They're entry even, level. Even still. Yeah. Um, but uh, so their aroma is fre- this one is fresh fruit medley of grapefruit, peach. Apple and orange, a vanilla vanilla sponge. I don't know. I, did, I didn't know vanillas had sponges. Yeah, uh, oak, light spice, fruit blossom, and almonds. The palette is a fresh fruit, caramel wisps of chocolate, lemon sponge. We went from vanilla over to lemon. Uh, nuts, oak, Man, and I, light spice. I might need to like up my uh, sponge game. Yeah, I just did not know. Yeah, this, I feel like an idiot. I've been eating like this the stick of the lemon, and uh, now I find out they have a sponge. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, the finish is sweet and creamy with warm spice. So we'll see. More of the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, Cheers. to Jesus. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jimbo. Uh, I have a feeling Jim's going to like this one uh, be- just because it's it has no. It's not going to be smoky. It's not going to mm-hmm. be peaty. Right. It's a Highland Scotch. McAllen is Highland. This is actually fifty-two point five percent ABV, oh, yeah. so it's a little oh, yeah. b- little stronger. I'm just reading his body language. But his which there's so much. Like when you read Jim's body language, he's just got so much body that <laughs> there's a lot of language there. <laughs> That's why he's he's our bodyguard. <laughs> Sorry, Jim, I had to do it. But I was reading the appendix of the updated version of the Yummy Scale. It was recently published on just you probably it's like a lot of periodicals, a lot of intellectual like magazines, academic sort of like, journals, right? A lot of academic journals. That's really who's carrying it. Yeah, and I subscribe to a lot of those. So. <laughs> Uh, it's getting pretty intricate so Jim where does it rank on the yummy scale five yummies five yummies yummies. see so that's a prime number (laughs) and not one of the Fibonacci sequence which uh, like is uh, has to do with the the scale you have to read the journal what do you think Adam where's your yummy scale I'm not sophisticated enough to know i refuse yeah i, I don't know the i claim i claim no no worthiness to put out a scale although i will tell you it is a delicious whiskey uh oh. the, the front is just uh now, very, that, that'd be hidden different right there that is uh wow the, it, there is a lot of like grapefruit uh on the front yeah uh it is very nice, and it's not too sweet. That, the, I was really worried it was going to be too sweet. There's a lot more here, but it's not than I was expecting. Is extremely complex, uh, like Shaq's mom when he was born. That's a lot more than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'm, I don't know. I wasn't there. I would say probably so. Uh, uh. Um, but that is very good. That is. Um, very complex, very nice. But I mean, McAllen mm. is known for it. I mean, that is like what McAllen is for. Like, wow. if you're wanting a Highland Scotch, uh, if you go McAllen or you go Dalmore, you're gonna win every time. Totally, totally. Every time. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of whiskeys that you can pay 115 dollars for, but for my for my 115 dollars, like yeah, this or Dalmore, 
that's that's the way to go mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot out there that you know like kind of a one-off stuff even from distillers that I really like mm-hmm. um, like Ardbeg or Lafroy you know like they do some stuff that's kind of especially Ardbeg a lot of creative stuff that that, that is really good um, but a lot of times you got distillers like that who they have a big following for their main you know their main Stable. go-to and they'll throw out these kind of higher priced things that you get them and it's like yeah you know it, it just it's not you're expecting all right if i'm getting your your main you know your main product for 50 and this is twice this is 100 you know it's going to be twice as good or it's going to be like substantially better and then it's like well there's it's a, not really you there's know diminishing returns big time diminishing returns but that that is an excellent bottle of, of scotch right there mm-hmm. it's very good so um, it's again it's mccallan classic cut uh, 2022 limited edition, matured in uh, exquisite, exquisite union of oak casks, bottled in r- revel of a reveal of. I'm sorry, I'm like trying to read this. Uh, mature, matured in exquisite union of oak casks, bottled in reveal of a uh, full and heightened flavor. What? So bottled to reveal a full and heightened flavor. Sorry. Bottle to reveal. Yeah. I mean, you know, I said of. We, yeah, you said of. You know, two. everybody knows words are hard. Words are hard. Uh, prepositions are important. <laughs> Very important. Yes. I'm not even sure that's a preposition. Actually, maybe it's an article. Mm-hmm. You know, like English was not my thing. Okay. <laughs> it just wasn't. It wasn't it. I like. I was that more of a math it. guy. I want to give a shout out to two uh, two outstanding gentlemen I met today, okay. uh, Nicholas and Cody. I met them at Clear Creek after Holy Mass this morning. No kidding. After the High Mass. Okay. It's an honor to meet them and their father. So, shout out to them. You have, are you gonna have a story behind that? Or are you? Just- uh, well, I was sitting there tying my shoes um, after mass because mm-hmm. my left shoe had come untied, and so riveting. There I was, uh, bent over, sitting in a, on a, you know, sitting down, tying it. Up came these, you know, three gentlemen and introduced themselves and said they'd been wanting to meet us, and it's great to meet them. Disappointed that I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were thinking like, I'm would have been. I was really hoping to be Adam, you know. But this guy knows him really well, so that's pretty cool too. Oh man. Okay, when we get back, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about like working on homes. Is that what we're gonna talk about for a minute? For a second, yeah, just for a second, briefly before we get to the topic. Yeah, indulgences. Yeah. Whether you want to pray a daily holy hour or you want to hit up adoration once a week, we have a guide that is designed to help you show up and open yourself to Christ. It's downloadable and it's mobile friendly. Go to xs90.com slash tcms. That's tcms for the Catholic Command Show. xs90.com slash tcms for a downloadable mobile friendly guide on how to make a holy hour. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're drinking a fantastic bottle of McAllen. Uh, what, does this have an age statement? I didn't hear if it. No. No, no age, it does no not. No age statement. Okay, I didn't hear one. No. Grapefruit vanilla oak. 
A lot of vanilla. You know, the vanilla sponge, I think, is really. Uh, it actually turns into lemon once you. That's once the what's palette. doing it yeah. for me. Yeah, the, the lemon sponge and the vanilla sponge. Mm -hmm. It's just really, it really comes through in the finish. The spongy also helps with the texture. Hey, can I give a shout out? You gave one earlier. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Father Brian Brooks, the pastor. I, I, I know him. Of uh, Church of St. Benedict. You know what he did today? Tell me. At the end of Mass. Yeah. So, uh, Eucharistic revival is happening right now. Mm -hmm. At the end of Mass, uh, he's he said we're going to start. Oh, that new was today. I missed it. Yes, he said we're going to start a new tr new tradition at St. Benedict. Yeah. And uh, is it twice tw uh, twice a month? Every other Sunday or once a month? Once a month. Once a month at the end of Mass, uh, before the before the final blessing, he will. Uh, uh, bring out the Eucharist in adoration in the monstrance. Exposition. The exposition. Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll have benediction and like uh, five minutes of adoration. Adora like yeah, just a few minutes of adoration. So for the whole parish. The whole parish. Every it's like forced adoration. You will adore this man. Yes. This God. You man. know, coercion it actually works a lot of times. It's actually oh, it's very effective. I mean, like every parent, like parenting is essentially <laughs> just coercion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean. It's like but, but, sometimes not. It's like nice coercion. But, but what a beautiful thing to do as a as totally, a as a, a spiritual father for your flock. Yeah, he, is like he say, mentioned that that was going to happen. I was all excited for it. Like, yes, this is going to be yeah. beautiful. I'm going to love this. And we missed it. But that that's okay. It'll yeah. happen again. It'll happen again. But it you is, know, it's, uh, it, Jim, you're sure it's just once a month? I was also thinking maybe. Okay, just once a month. Um, but so, great idea though. Like to for us to participate in the Eucharistic revival, you know. So a couple of things, yeah. So one, it, it uh, opens up the door for like somebody who's never been to adoration before to understand. Yeah. Like, here's a little glimpse. Oh, that was cool. Second, uh, there's no way there's not going to be graces given to the whole flock of yeah. the parish uh, for once a month, adoring our Lord for, even for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it it brings about a, a love and a renewal of for the Eucharist. This is like one of the things. Whenever there's like programs or things that happen in the church you're always a little hesitant like is this actually going to like take effect is this yeah. going to actually do anything is there any going to be like tangible things that happen from this right yeah. uh but when or any practical things that happen from this but uh father brian was uh, uh like i'm very grateful for it's him. a he great said, way to participate he said like no right we can like this is an opportunity and we're going to, you know, we have an adoration chapel that we're trying to get to 24 hours a, a day of yeah. adoration. Uh, and this is a great opportunity to expose everybody to the beauty of such an ancient tradition mm -hmm. of of loving our Lord through uh, adoration. Well, another thing he does, which I think is really great, because we have that beautiful adoration chapel. I don't know if he does this for everybody, but every pen every time I've gone to confession with him, my penance has, he'll say specifically, go to the adoration chapel. Mm. And you know, like here's your penance. Mine, mine's typically just like say half of a, a ha half, or, a, or, half or, of a sign of the cross, cross or something, yeah. right? No. But sucks to be you then. <laughs> you don't, because you, you don't get any of those indulgences, any of those reparations. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you you know, recently you have you you moved to a new home. Uh, yeah, okay. Obviously, before we jump into the topic, I just wanted to like. Throw this out there, because I'm starting a new project. I'm pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I moved from having a very small garage that we put two cars in. Mm -hmm. So, like, at my in my last house, if, for me to do a project, it was a pain, because I had to back the cars out, 
get out the sawhorses, you know, like maybe get a piece of plywood, the build setup, a, a work setup. table. Right. right. It, it took like an hour. That's not true. It took a while, though, to get just things going, right? right? Um, and then, you know, pro- like maybe have to break it down if we're going to have bad weather to put the cars back in, right. you know, something like that. Um, so now I have uh, like uh, the blessing of having a shop, which I'm going to like try to really utilize. Uh, when we moved into the new house, my wife, my, my beautiful wife, La- Lady Pamela, she wanted new cabinets. I had no idea how much cabinets cost. They are... Ridiculous. You know what? That's what I think, too. We got a quote just for upper cabinets and new doors for the lower cabinets. It was not like we were replacing all the cabinets. It was going to be like $22,000. And I was so, so ignorant. I told Pamela, like, if it's $8,000, I think that's too much. If it's $6,000, I think we go ahead and do it. And then it came back at like (laughs) $22,000. It was just like... (laughs) Like, it's like, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> and then I found out, like, nope, that's a pretty regular, you know, that's a regular price for what we wanted. So it's like, you know what? For $22,000, like, for $5,000 or less, probably, I actually think I'm going to spend about four, I can go out and, like, buy sweet a bunch of sweet tools, mm-hmm. like all the fancy tools that I would want, and some wood. Uh, you know, I'll get some, babe. I will get you the best plywood for these cabinets. It's it will be unreal. The plywood that I buy, uh, you're gonna love. It's just you. Won't, you it, won't ever see it. No, and that's why you're gonna love it. I mean, the outside. The, I mean, the the carcass of the of the, the cabinets is made of plywood. Oh, it's well, sometimes not, oak. It's not oak veneer. Like well, oak. it's oak. It's oak plywood. Yeah. Okay, so it is. It's it's oak, but it's right. oak plywood. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm probably gonna use. Well, I haven't decided what I'm going to use for the carcass, but for the shells themselves, I'll probably use poplar because it's just so hard. It's really strong. It's all going to be painted. She wants it painted. Um, so anyway, I am going to wow. redo the the cabinets myself. Um, I've, d- I've done a couple projects now, and uh, at the last house, I redid our master bathroom during 2020. It was like kind of my COVID project. And then after that, I redid the siding on the house. Siding? I was very impressed. Wood siding is so easy. Yeah, I was still really impressed that you did it. Thank you. And the siding came out. You're like, you cannot tell. It looked great. The only way you can tell that I, I redid the siding is because like, oh, it looks so much better than the rest of the siding on that house. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, even the bathroom like came out pretty good. It wasn't uh, like, you know, there were some little things uh, that were just like cosmetic, you know, right. problems. Right. Um, but... Before that, I had no experience doing any of this. And it was such a rewarding well, a long, experience. Long-time listeners of the Catholic Man Show know that you're not... You, at one point in time on the show, you mentioned, I'm not a handyman. Yeah. I'm not a guy who can do like projects. No. You said that on the show. And then COVID hit. Changed us all. You know, some for the better. You know, it's like I'm like a butterfly. I like put myself in a you little, don't have to continue the in a little cocoon okay 2020 cocoon came out handyman anyway uh that's not true but um <laughs> it has been such a rewarding experience i just like mention this and i'll give a, i'll give cabinet updates as uh so excited as, yeah i know dude can we have a se- special segment should we, we have we like do a video cabinet updates Ooh, yes we should like, <laughs> we should get an audio <laughs> um that would be awesome we should do that so, I just want to encourage everybody that, like, if you're willing to try a something, a project, whatever it is, um, even just a little thing, 
You know, like, oh, you need to replace the garage door opener or something. There's a YouTube video that will show you exactly how to do it. There's a dude who's been replacing cat, replacing garage door openers for 30 years. And he's going to tell you everything about, like, the exact model of the garage door opener you're using. And, like, here's the wisdom. He, want, he wants all the all the likes. Right. It's just like, And you know what? Like the video. Yeah. Sure, do it. Anyway, I just think that there has been, and there is something very rewarding as a man, uh, about having a piece of yourself in your home that you know like some craftsmanship yeah like the re- yeah exactly craftsmanship or even just like oh i can fix things you know like i'm not going to call an electrician to replace the electrical co- outlet covers i mean cuz there there are people out there who will call somebody for everything right cuz they don't even want to try to do it electricity can be scary um uh, i mean I, I, I'm one who, like, out of everything, electricity is one. Yeah, I, I, have, I have learned enough now that um, I'm not afraid. In fact, uh, last weekend, I put a new 220 outlet out in my shop. I installed it on, on the breaker, put a new breaker out there myself, all by myself, and it works great. Actually, putting a new breaker in, I was, a sho- I was shocked how easy that is to do. Uh, no, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> that was a funny pun, though. That was a good one. I Say did not what? intend it. Right. <laughs> Still can't use my hand. Did you, it does you like that one? Yeah. Say what? What? Uh, no, I didn't like that actually. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to encourage everybody to like, you know, uh, don't be afraid to try. Start. Yeah. I mean, like, start small maybe, but it's on YouTube. Especially if you're, it uh, you know, it's on if YouTube. You're, if you're a new uh, homeowner, that's the time to do right, it. Right. Exactly. So, um, like, my like last house, first home, I decided this is my practice house. Yeah. First time homeowner. homeowner that's the house. You do not uh, outsource any work. Right. You don't contract and any. On my of it. last house, I did. I mean, it's like I was doing good stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, oh. but you learn. I did learn. Yeah. So that was great. Anyway, we're going to talk about <laughs> indulgences today. Man, there's plenty of opportunity for us to get things wrong here. I think. I think that we're going to be safe because ninety nine percent of this is going to be a direct quote from this little book that I have right here. Okay. The Handbook of Indulgences. Norms and Grants. Fantastic book. Is I love it. By it. Norman Grant? Norms and Grant. No, it's uh by the Catholic Church. Josh. Authored by Mother That's Church. A terrible joke, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. That's two in a row, actually. <laughs> um, not that not that I'm counting, but it is. So yeah. an indulgence. Adam, what is an indulgence? Indulgence is an act that the church has given to us for remission of sin. No. Well, for, uh, due to, uh, punishment, temporal punishment due to sin. Thank you. That is correct. I'm sorry. Your first answer was incorrect. I'm sorry. We'll talk more about this on the other side of the break, but yes, an indulgence does not forgive your sins. It does, however, the uh, temporal punishment due remit, to sin. remit the temporal punishment of uh, and the church has the authority to grant this out of the treasury of her graces given to her by Christ on the cross. If you pay enough money. If you pay enough money, make a donation to catholicmanshow.com. Hey guys, David Niles here from the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan. And if you haven't heard, we wrote a book. With our wives, so you know it's good. That's right. And it's on the domestic church called Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. And that's exactly what it's about. How to live the faith beyond just going to Mass on Sunday, how to experience and live your life at home 
so that we can grow towards holiness. That's right, and it's published by Ascension Press. So go to ascensionpress.com, search for Living Beyond Sunday, making your home a holy place to get your copy or buy in bulk. Cheers to Jesus. About a year and a half ago, we had an episode with Carlo Broussard from Catholic Answers talking about purgatory. Oh yeah, he gave a he came out uh, for a marriage for a, retreat. Mar- marriage retreat, yes. And we had an episode on purgatory. It was a phenomenal episode. I learned a lot uh-huh. uh, on purgatory. Carlo wrote a book I mean, on he, purgatory. Yeah, he wrote the book. Uh, and one of the things that I, maybe I learned, or, or like maybe refresh my memory is that the idea of just because you know there's this common notion or thought maybe in the catholic world that you know if you just go to confession and then you get out of confession and you just you get hit by a bus on the way to your car you get ran over or whatever like man straight ticket to heaven you're going right. straight to heaven because you're in a state of you're like you're, pure state you're of pure grace straight, state of grace and carlo uh not tr- that's not true correctly told us that's not true Right, you, because even if you're in a pure state of grace, uh, your inclinations to sin still have to be uh, purified. Right? Yeah. You, you you have these attachments to sin. Your will still has attachments to things that are not supposed to be attached to. Right. And in order to get nothing unclean uh, enters heaven, is what what Saint James told, tells us. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we know that uh, we have to be purified of these sins. Now, it's not that. The, those in purgatory are growing in charity. They're not growing in charity. They're being purified. They're at, or they can't yeah, gain that's, anymore. Yeah, that's interesting, I think. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this last week, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. I think we made a, a comment about it anyway. Yeah, so they're not growing in charity. The people, the, the, those, the souls in, in purgatory are not growing in charity. In fact, uh, Carlo was here in Tulsa not too long ago, and I actually asked him this specific question because I wasn't, I, I was a little confused on it, but... So they're not growing in charity. Mm-hmm. Now that surprised me because, like last week, I think I made that mistake because right. it does seem like they're growing in charity, right? But they're not. But their charity bucket is full. They're just repairing the bucket. They're, they're, they're just. They're, there's they're like purified. all these analogies that I think right. are helpful with purgatory. I mean, obviously, analogies end up getting in the way at some point. Yeah, all of them break down at, at right. some point, right? Uh, but you know, so uh, once once you once you die, you know, you're like th- there's no you cannot you have no uh, capacity to sin any longer or to receive any more grace right like you are you are s- solidified in in your state you can't receive grace like doesn't like the purgation is that not a grace well i would assume that just well I think it depends on, on yeah, what, what you mean by that but like people will use grace in a very broad sweeping way sometimes purgatory in and of itself is a grace of mercy from from right. our lord i mean purgatory is a grace right so i i'm so, not sure i would use the word grace maybe a theologian would say you're correct you know like in a technical sort of way i don't, I don't know but but you're not going to get you're not going to grow in charity like your charity is mm-hmm. is complete right so those those souls in in purgatory have uh solidified their charity and now they need to be purified of any uh attachments that they have or inclinations that they have towards uh impure things even imperfect uh imperfections yeah not necessarily even evils so to speak but imperfections right and i think there's another uh tendency among people in the church to make kind of i think often they're just joking but 
I don't think it's a joke that actually serves anybody very well about how like I'm just trying. Hey, I'm just trying to be the last guy in purgatory. You know, I'm just hoping to turn the lights off in purgatory. Just shooting for purgatory, right? And I get what they mean is that like, you know, they're, you know, I don't. Know, I think it's like an attempt at humility or or something. But I don't think it actually serves anybody because no, like, we we shouldn't be shooting for purgatory. We should be shooting for sainthood. You know, like that's right. All of us should be striving to become canonized saints. You know, like the kind that set the that change the church, that change the world, that you know are to be remembered. We should all be striving for that type of holiness, that heroic virtue, heroic virtue, right? Um, whether we will be canonized or not is a totally different question. But we should be striving to be like those canonized saints. Because I also don't think that uh, we've done we've we may have done a disservice. To the to the lady in general of of how uh, terrible the the punishment of purgatory will be. They say it's pretty bad. Uh, you know, most of the time, you know, we, we we focus on the idea of like, oh, good, you're you're gonna get to heaven. You just gotta wait. Right. You just gotta wait a little while. And the, it is true that there's a joy. I think like in purgatory because. The, you know, jo- the, the suffering is the joy is in and of itself probably the, immeasurable. The, the knowledge, but, no, the joy in and of itself is the knowledge of one day being able to receive the beatific vision. Right. That is it. Right. That is all. But, but that is like that's the main thing. Uh, that is, but but the you well, the thing is, it's both. You don't have to discount either side, right? There is that joy about like, hey, you, there's no hope anymore. You you've made it. You made the cut. Okay, you've got to purify yourself first, or you, you have and, to. And that purification process, you have to be will, purified anyway. Will, will be uh, painful, right? So, so th- these are way the, more painful than things that happen on this earth. All of these reasons are why indulgences are so important. Um, uh, the church has the ability and the authority to grant these indulgences. You mentioned what it was before. Let me just read the official definition. Can, can we also say that at the end of the break last time we were just joking? We should say that. Yes, we were totally joking. You cannot buy indulgences. That was... Something that got the church in a lot of trouble right. a long time ago. And it ago. was never actually like official. I think there were just some bishops doing it, and it was a scandal, and it was it was es problema. Es problema. Mucho. Mucho. Okay, so an indulgence is the remission in the eyes of God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose culpable element has already been taken away. The Christian faith... So hold on, that right there is, is what we were just talking about with Carlo Broussard. He's saying right. that the, the forgiveness has already happened, but there is still a temporal uh, uh, punishment. I like the log analogy. Your soul is a log. When you sin, you take an axe, and you just like, thunk, sink it right into that log. You go to confession, and you get all the axes taken away, but you still got this like... these. Like marks, these, these. yeah, like a wedge, mm-hmm. like an axe-shaped hole in your log, and as you mentioned, nothing impure gets into heaven. So your log, I, I like that wasn't you me. mentioned that though. Yeah, but it wasn't me. That's I know you didn't author it. Yeah, you did mention it. Mm-hmm. So the pur- purgatory or um, temp, you know, like purgation, um, atonement, purifies. It makes the log like brand new, shiny, nice bark, that kind of thing. So that's what we're talking about. The church has their authority and the right to do this based on its ability given by Christ to bind and loose. So in John 20, 23, Christ tells Peter and all the apostles, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Also again in Matthew 16, 18, um, he says that to all of the apostles. So um, the Christian faithful who are rightly disposed to observe the definite 
prescribed conditions gain the remission through the effective assistance of the church, which, as the minister of redemption, authoritatively distributes and applies the treasury of expiatory expiatory works of Christ and the saints. Okay, so this that's what an indulgence is. We've done another episode on what indulgences are. So if you're curious, well, that's not what this is about. I want to actually go through specific indulgences that um, you, that may help you out uh, because we've already we've already talked about what they are and their uses on another episode. So if you're curious about that, go listen to that episode. Um, I want to go through, I've gone through this handbook of indulgences and pulled out some specific indulgences that are either things you're already doing in your life or things that you could easily add to your life or just things that I thought were interesting. Okay. Um, because the more indulgences you can get, the better, not only for your eternal destiny, but also because indulgences help us in our own spiritual journey in this life. Do you have uh, a hard time with indulgences at all? Like no, uh, from a mental like aspect. I don't know what you mean. Uh, like under. So I'm gonna say no. Okay. Like, like grasping with the idea uh, uh, of indulgences. No, I don't think so. I've been known to be awfully dumb about things so like you know sometimes someone doesn't doesn't struggle with it because it's like well you just don't understand it because you're just too dumb and that's probably i mean that could be me sometimes but no i mean i commit sins i can feel my own attachments to sins okay i i I feel that like my my soul and my appetites being pulled in different in different directions indulgences can help assuage a lot of those attachments because those attachments are formed from the like habitual sins, right? And so I formed habits. Now, indulgences are not going to take away the habit, but they are going to take away um, the the temporal punishment from that, okay? And often, uh, I I think that we have to deal with the, the struggle of a bad habit as an expiation for the sins of committing it. So if through the treasury of, of the church's graces, the, that has already been paid, right, by God's and Jesus's, you know, the mercy of Christ, then I, th- I think that that helps in overcoming some of those bad habits. So, no, I don't have any problem with, like, hey, the church says it, I believe it, you know? So, these are, let's start with, there are three general grants I want to go over. The, the, just, just the church granting indulgences. I think a I actually tried to look up like what are these grants and it's just an indulgence. So um, there is a partial and there are two types of indulgences: partial and plenary. Yep. A plenary indulgence wipes away all the all of the temporal punishment due to all of your sins that you've ever committed. Sort of like, only like a brand new baptism. Only if you're detached from all sin, though. Right. So there are three. There are conditions you have to uh, have received communion within 20 days. You have 20 days prior or post to receive communion. You have to do the act. You have to pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. And you have to make a good, good confession, also within twenty days. Uh, and then have a complete. I actually need to double check on the re- reception of Holy Communion. I think you need to do that. I need to double check on that. The, it's the twenty days that I mentioned. That's actually for your confession. You have, tw- you have a twenty day window post and a twenty day window prior to re- go to Holy, make a good confession, for your. Um, plenary indulgence. I think actually for the plenary indulgence you might need to receive it. I'll check over the break the day of. 
like when you do it. I don't know. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to get a clarification. We, we like we like clarity. We'll phone a friend. We're going to phone a friend. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, we used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If, if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. <laughs> I just want to say... That the ridiculousness of in-between episodes, or in-between segments tonight, will not be aired. And it's not because of me, necessarily. I just jumped on the bandwagon, that's all I did. I didn't, I wasn't driving the train. It was me. Okay. So. I did it. We were looking for, uh, right before the, uh, in the end of the last segment, about, okay, how long do you have for reception of the Holy Communion? And there is not, often the church does this, um, will give general guidelines that don't have specifics as much as, especially me as a man, I would like, like, sometimes I I wish that there were more legalistic specifics. Um, I believe that the, it used to be a 10-day, we we mentioned reception of, uh, no, like uh, making a good confession, that it used to be a 10-day window, I believe, and I think in the year of mercy, Pope Francis extended that to a 20-day window. So all it says about the reception of Holy Communion is that, um, oh, I had it right here, oh great, that it said you have a few days prior, but before or after, uh, but that it was more fitting to receive the communion, to receive communion, um, here it is, three conditions may be carried out several days preceding or following the performance of this of the prescribed work but it is more fitting that the communion and the prayer for the pope's intentions take place on the day the work is performed so that's with regard to it so possible do it um so yeah like try to and also uh reception of the holy eucharist can only be applied to one plenary indulgence whereas a good confession can be applied to several can be applied to many you can use one confession to count for the conditions of uh, several plenary indulgences, because you can receive one per day. So you have quite a few that we can do. Okay, so I'm going to skip some of these in the beginning. Well, so there are, th- there are three in the be- like general uh, We should start at the beginning. I think it's a very good place to start. Okay, so, On segment four, we should start at the beginning. I'm just going to start reading through these and then jump in, Adam, as, as, you, uh, as you so are inspired. A a partial indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful who, while performing their duties and enduring the difficulties of life, raise their mind in humble trust to God and make, at least mentally, a pious invocation. 
So like, uh, I want to bring this up because indulgences are not something that are like hard to do. They are that in the church's mercy, she has made them so available to absolutely everybody. All you have to do to receive a partial indulgence is raise your mind to God. Okay, and the church also says that the the partial indulgence, like, well, how partial is it? It depends on your own piety and the work that you're doing. Okay, so it's in proportion to the work being done and the piety with which you do it. Um, number two, these are the general grants. A partial indulgence is indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful who, prompted by a spirit of faith, devote themselves or their goods in compassionate service to their brothers and sisters in need. Also, like something very general, right, that you might be doing already. Um, And we wanted to talk about this because you don't get indulgences on accident. So if you don't have the intent of receiving an indulgence for the thing you do, you're not, you know, like the church isn't going to force her mercy on you. Um, So you need to intend to receive an indulgence. There are things that you're doing already. There's a partial indulgence for doing the sign of the cross. How many times do you do that every day? Just like be aware. A lot. Yeah, that you know you can get an indulgence for that and just desire to receive it and that's all you need to do for a partial indulgence so like these are just there's just so many opportunities we have to um you know like grow in the spiritual life in this way you know prepare our souls for death we all want to you know we don't know the day or the hour we all want to have a good death um the third general grant is that a partial indulgence is granted to the christian faithful who in a spirit of penitence voluntarily abstain from something which is licit for them and pleasing to them. So if you give up anything, you can get an indulgence for it. It's like, I wanted to have three cookies. I only had two and three quarters. And so I get, you know, there's an indulgence for that. Um, so now these are all, I want to move on to other partial indulgences. These are all partial. A partial indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful when they devoutly recite in any legitimate formula Acts of faith, hope, and charity, and an act of contrition when it is joined to them. So there are like acts of faith, the act of hope, the act of charity. These are like common prayers within the church. Um, and there's a lot of prayers. I didn't I didn't list them all, but there are many, many, many prayers in here um, that you get indulgences for reciting. Um, a partial indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful when they visit the Blessed Sacrament for the purpose of, in, of adoration. However, if you stay for a half hour... Plenary indulgence. Boom. So, like, we talk a lot about having an adoration hour. Mm-hmm. Every week, you can be getting a plenary indulgence. Um, or potential. Yeah, you have the opportunity. It's all about opportunity, Adam. You know, but if you can't, if you don't end up receiving a plenary indulgence, you still get a partial. Okay? The, par- the partial is like, you're going to get it. It's a good consolation prize. Yeah. Partial indulgence is granted to the uh, for saying the prayer of thanksgiving. Which goes like this: We give you thanks. Uh, we give you thanks for all your gifts, Almighty God, living and re- living and reigning now and forever. Amen. There's a, if you say that prayer, you get a partial indulgence. Um, there's a partial indulgence for people who devoutly recite the Angelus during the times stated, according to a praiseworthy custom. These prayers are usually recited at dawn, noon, and in the evening. Um, Is that typically the, six, noon, and six. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's been such a great thing for a family. I know you've mentioned that as well, about like at building that into your to your family life. There's an indulgence for it, you know? So like, that's great. Just be aware of that when we do it. And Yeah, I think, you know, I've mentioned the prayer board many times. 
uh, on the show, like what we do for the mm-hmm. prayer board. I think I'm going to add, uh, you know, on the prayer board to make sure like that we gain all indulgences, you know. That That's we- a great idea to make your kids just aware of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so just for those who, who don't know, maybe. So the prayer board for us is after after dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a, a dry erase board on our kitchen and like I have it gridded out. But e- each person has an opportunity to give a intention and then uh, ask for a specific uh, saint to intercede for them for that intention, right? And so at the end of, uh, you know, everybody has the bless us, O Lord, and these like gifts. Great way to learn about the saints. Great yeah, way to have, yeah. have prayer for everybody. Right. Everybody has the, the prayer at the beginning of uh, dinner, right? But uh, the tradition is that we have prayers before and after dinner. Um, you know before, what you say after dinner? Uh, well, I do. like it's for the, you know, for all the souls. For the faithfully the, departed, the, yeah. partial indulgence for saying that prayer. Nice. However, it's that partial On indulgence theme. can only be given to someone in purgatory. You can't receive it. You don't receive it yourself. It okay. only goes to someone in purgatory. Interesting. Yeah. So that's how we conclude dinner, right? Is that we we everybody gives a an intention with a specific saint, and then we all uh, you know give thanks for all the many uh, graces and benefits or graces and uh, blessings that our Lord has given us throughout the day, and all mm-hmm. these things. Uh, but if we add in there, and for all the indulgences that we may have obtained uh, today mm-hmm. through the mercy of God, right? That's a great. That's a great way to. I think that is a great thing to th- to have and like to think about. Mm-hmm. And once again, you just need the intent to receive right. these indulgences. That's a good idea. So, like speaking like of that. of ones that are only for the souls in purgatory, an indulgence is granted to the uh, for devoutly visiting a cemetery to pray, if only mentally, for the dead. This indulgence is applicable only to the souls in purgatory, and this indulgence is a plenary one from November first to November eighth. Can be gained each day, one a day. Um, so for the uh, souls in purgatory, praying for the souls in purgatory is such an interesting thing, right? Uh, okay. did, we, did we talk about it's this last hack. week about how uh, you know the thought of you know, Saint Thomas Aquinas talks about how the souls in purgatory actually he says can't pray for others. Did we talk about this yeah. last episode? I don't know if we talked about it in the episode, but we've been talking about it over the last couple of weeks, right. personally. And, and this has just stemmed actually from my dad asking asking the question. Mm-hmm. My dad is now retired, and he's like, you know, doing, uh, you know, f- he's sending me like fun perusing text the Catholic web. Yeah, and it's sending me fun fun text messages. Uh, but you know, the church has no official teaching on this. But Aquinas says that uh, the souls in purgatory cannot pray for those here on earth. Now, Saint, uh, it's but, debated. Right. It's debated. Bellarmine uh, says, uh, St. Robert Bellarmine says uh, they can. And there's others that, that say they can as well. Uh, that The reasoning is for, that Aquinas says is that they uh, don't have, they're not in the state in which to be able to pray for others. Uh, they have a higher state insofar as that they are. I mean, if you were lit on fire, if you were like consumed in flames, would you be like ready to pray for somebody else? Probably not. You'd be thinking like, I need to get these flames out. You know, right. you just like your whole your whole person is going to be so distracted with your suffering. Yeah, yeah, and I like I would. Think it seems like that's Aquinas's argument that his, that their suffering is so much so intense that they just cannot. They just like, and they know that like once they're purified, that their prayers are going to be so much more efficacious once in heaven and right. to pray for you. Like what I like about it is that if you pray someone out of purgatory. You know, like we talk about having devotion to the saints, they would now be a saint. Which you should, you know, caveat 
you know that kind of language like praying somebody out of purgatory right like it's I, it, like hey it's a catholic show i think people know what, know what i mean i mean like if you pray for someone and your prayers are what help them get out of purgatory instead of like of god right by it's all by god's mercy mm-hmm. um then that saint is now going to have a devotion to you you know out of justice you, you know like oh uh you help them get you know like into heaven so to speak mm-hmm. well, they're going to pray for you now in heaven Mm-hmm. So like, hey, you have all these saints on your side. Mm-hmm. Great, it's a prayer hack. I agree. I like it. Um, so the next one is something that I need more of in my life. Oh, um, okay. an act of spiritual communion. So yeah, I don't do that well enough. Like as I need, well. I need more spiritual communion. You know, what? like you, there's you, no reason why I shouldn't do that every day. It's such a beautiful prayer. And you know what? You should have the kids, even your kids who can't receive communion yet. They're not of age to do that. They can still receive Great spiritual communion. So, um. On the other like, we didn't have time to get to the plenary indulgences, which is, like, really the cool ones. Uh, but this says, an act of spiritual communion expressed in any devout formula whatsoever is granted a plenary, uh, partial indulgence. So uh, go make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Look us up on YouTube or Facebook. MySpace. Mm, yeah, yeah, MySpace. We're the only ones still on MySpace. Uh, but w- you can hear the rest of our episode. Uh, this is the Catholic Mansion with Adam Inham and David Niles. Cheers to Jesus. The only podcast, the only Catholic podcast Literally, still on MySpace. The only ones still on MySpace. I think it does. It's no, like, it still does. Like, it's I think like music I actually, and stuff on it. You now. know what? I still think I actually... Actually, though, aren't we on MySpace? No, we are. You, like, like, we are on MySpace. When we started making that joke, he's like, you know what? I need. We should make a MySpace page. page. Yeah, yeah. I remember you sent it to me, and I was like, yes! We are literally on MySpace. Okay. Catholic man show. So this is not between segments. We're still rolling. Okay. Thank you for the... Okay. Okay. Aight. Aight, brah. Okay. So I'm going to keep going here. There's a couple other uh, partial indulgences that I just think are cool. There's my MySpace page. There Look at it that. Is. <laughs> that is back in the day, brah. Right there. I've been thinking about Carlo Broussard a lot lately, and I've been saying more brah. It's very Californian of me. Just trying to pursue holiness and promote virtue in this crazy culture. That's a MySpace page for you right there. It says we're in Oklahoma City. Why? I don't know. Who was the guy that was for everybody was friends with on MySpace? Tom. Tom. Are we friends with Tom? I'm sure we are. Is Tom still alive? Yeah. You I know think what? So. I feel like Tom didn't get nearly rich enough. You know what? Like he. MySpace, I feel like Tommy, he just doesn't get the credit, okay? MySpace was around way before Facebook, way before all these, you know, like people just cashing in on social media. MySpace is like, hey guys, remember when we like gave you the idea for all that stuff? And it was like cool, but you could like have music on your page and stuff. And I was friends with everybody. You know what I mean? I feel like Tom just... I don't think he's doing bad. I feel like he's doing fine. Yeah. But he's no Zuckerberg. Who wants to be that? Well, I'm just talking about bank account. Hmm. I would take his bank account if you wanted to give it to me. Not not I know money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure is, but it buys a lot of other stuff. <laughs> but, but trying to be unhappy on a jet ski. Yeah. But it buys the stuff that money does buy, because money does buy literally a lot of stuff. So 
be cool. Homeless shelters. That's what I'd buy. You know. Anyway, um, this is a good one. Uh, a plenary uh, partial indulgence is granted to the faithful um, who make devout use of devotional objects. Okay, so this is like a really common Catholic thing, right? Uh, crucifixes or a cross, a rosary, a scapular, or a medal. You wear a medal. Mm-hmm. What do you wear? Uh, I so in my in my uh, scapular. So you just wear it in your scapular. Yes. I see uh, Jim's uh, miraculous medal over there. In my scapular, One of the top I have three. the uh, miraculous medal, the Benedict uh, the Benedict medal, and then Saint Padre Pio. And then I have on the other side, I have uh, Maximilian Kolbe. I have St. Thomas Aquinas, and I have, um, the last one is, oh, JP2. Nice. Those are mine. Right. So, so I, have, I have six, three on one side, three on the, on the back side. That's a better way to do it, where you put them in like your scapular pocket, than all on a chain. Right. It just is, it's off-putting. Right. I think, I and mean, you got them all on a chain. Okay, so when you have these objects, but... Not just the metal, they have to have been rightly blessed by a priest or a deacon. Um, if the devotional object has been blessed by the Pope or by any bishop, the Christian faithful can obtain a plenary indulgence while making devout use of it on the solemnity of the holy apostles, Peter and Paul, provided they add to its use a profession of faith. So if your sacred objects have been blessed by the Pope or a bishop on the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, through your devout use of them, you can you can receive a plenary indulgence. Otherwise, it's a partial indulgence every other day of the week, right? So every day you could every day, right? I mean, like every single day. So the thing is, this is this is the point: is that so far, how many like moments throughout the day have we gone over that? Oh, partial indulgence, partial indulgence, partial indulgence. Okay, and um, like. It is difficult, admittedly, I think, to receive a plenary indulgence. Like, I don't think that the whole detachment from sin thing is sort of a big deal. Now there is always Divine Mercy Sunday. But um, with this, with like every single, like every five seconds, you having the opportunity to receive a partial indulgence. To me, like the, the, the church's mercy, she is just like pouring it out on us, okay? And this is part of the problem, is that so many Catholic. I think the idea of indulgences has largely, it's not popular. You know, it's fallen out of like popular devotion or awareness or something. And so uh, we're really missing out because we've lost this uh, awareness, the presence, you know, that we should be um, asking for these things. These are graces that the church wants to give us. They're not graces. Indulgences are not graces. But, you know, in like that kind of more like more broad, like everything's a grace sort of scenario, like situation. But they're um, gifts from the church's tr- mercy and treasury that we, we should be getting every five seconds. You know, like you're probably doing, if you're living a Catholic life, every single day, all of these opportunities. And if you don't have the intent because you don't know, oh, there's an, there's an indulgence for this. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a, what a sad, what a sad thing. Um, there's a partial indulgence for people who devoutly spend time in mental prayer. You do that every day, I'm guessing, right? I I, I try to. Yes. There, there's an indulgence for that. There's an indulgence for people who um, devoutly assist at the preaching of the Word of God, 
And it's a plenary indulgence uh, is granted to the Christian faithful who, on the occasion of a mission, have heard some of the sermons and are present for its solemn conclusion. Um, if you read Holy Scripture, it's a partial indulgence. Let me read it the right way. Uh, it's a partial indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful who read Holy Sacred Scripture with the veneration due to God's Word. So you can't just read it. You have to do it, read it with the right um, veneration. And as a form of spiritual reading, the indulgence will be a plenary one when such reading takes place for at least one half hour. There's a, If you say the Hail Holy Queen, there's another partial. So it's like you say the rosary, okay, you're getting indulgence, and then also at the end you get another indulgence. Um, you get a partial indulgence for making the sign of the cross according to the customary formula. Okay, so those are the partial indulgences. Let's move on to the heavy hitters. Okay. Those I are, felt like those were heavy no, hitters. Right, I know. They're not. These are the these are the really heavy ones, okay? These are all plenary indulgences, opportunity. Okay, so let's talk about this because yeah, are you going to get a plenary indulgence? Like maybe not, but um it will be partial. So like let's say your plenary indulgence gets reduced to like an 80% indulgence, okay? And you can get an 80% today and tomorrow. I would lock that in. Right, absolutely. If you get 80% twice in a row, you that's 90%, 96%. Okay? <laughs> Okay, and this is how it works. It's all about math. It's God, it's like the, right? You can math your way out into of pur- out of purg. No, not into heaven, but out of purgatory. Okay, yeah, we're kidding. We're kidding. We're okay, getting, we're getting shut down. Okay, but a plenary indulgence is granted to the Christian faithful who devoutly receive the blessing imparted either by the Roman Pontiff or by a bishop to the faithful entrusted to his care. Okay, so this is page twenty. I was going to read this. This is what I was telling you before, that um, bishops, your bishop, like the one in your diocese, can give you a papal blessing. Um, this is uh, according to number 10, uh, sub sub 2, according to the norms for indulgences, uh, that um, the bishop have the right to impart the papal blessing with a plenary indulgence in accord with its prescribed formulary three times a year in their own dioceses at the end of a Mass, which has been celebrated with special liturgical beauty on solemnities or feasts that they will designate, even if they only assist at the Mass. I like that they say, like, hey, it's got to be it's got to be specially beautiful. You know, it has to be like a... Mm. It, it has to be... Because we're talking about a pontifical blessing, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And they're like... Uh, certain things are reserved for the pontiff, like... Um, in St. Peter's in Rome, there is an altar, the high altar there. Only the Pope is allowed to celebrate Mass there, right? So there's just certain things that that come with certain pomp and circumstance, do the office of the Pope. So if here the bishop is imparting something, imparting a papal blessing, it's only fitting that he does it, right, you know, in accordance with a beautiful Mass, mm-hmm. a well-done, on a solemnity or a feast, right? It should be something special and important, right? But your bishop has the ability to do it. The thing is... Um, the church is so merciful, you can receive a papal blessing no matter where you are. The church specifically includes a papal blessing. Can't You can receive a papal blessing via the radio or television. Okay? EWTN is free for everybody. It's online. Can you, can you receive it uh, from a past? No. No, it has to be live. Okay. So you cannot watch a video of the Pope giving, like, you can't watch it, you can't, like, oh, John Paul II, 
or you know you can't go back to like so even Leo the Thirteenth, yeah, like, the first pope who's televised. Right, you can't have that video and just play it for yourself. Or if you watch a, if you're listening on a podcast where a bishop gives you a like, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that the bishop can't give you a blessing if he intends to bless all of the people listening on the podcast, but it won't necessarily. That's not with the indulgence. The indulgence attached to a blessing has not been given that level of authority. It needs to be live. So if you're every Wednesday, the Pope, almost every Wednesday, the, the Pope has his papal audience in Rome. And I don't know what, you know, I don't know it's like 3 a.m. or I don't I don't know exactly what the time is. But if you get up, if you set your alarm. Are you real Catholic? Are you a real Catholic? Right. But the thing Do is. Do you care about your soul? He also will bless your stuff. Yeah. Like, like oh, if you want a rosary, Ma'am, if you, you want woken up at, a rosary, a.m. blessed by the Pope. I've been there in Peter in St. Peter's Square when, uh, like, I still have all of the, these rosary rings. I like I use yeah. and stuff. Uh, I took up. I had a backpack like full of like Catholic stuff, you know, sure. that I brought to get be- blessed by the Pope. You know, and I'm there in St. Peter's, and he says, "I will now bless all of your stuff that you like brought for me to bless," and. Um, they the the church has said yes if you can if you can hear it via the radio or via the television that like you get your stuff out you got it on the coffee table in front of the television right like that the pope the papal blessing which is ultimately like coming from god it's not coming from the pope himself it's not like he has magical powers right um it's his office that he's wielding god is the one who bestows the blessing on the things and so like yeah you you can have something blessed by the pope if you're watching it on television live, you know what? When it happens, I'm grateful that that the church has said this. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Really? I do. I mean, I I'm good with it. Like you know, obviously the church has said it. Mm-hmm. So like, let's move forward. Uh, it feels cheap. Uh, it it's not in accord with reality. It's not reality. Like if you're zoom, like you know. If you're uh, having a Zoom conference, you're not face to face with that person. No, certainly it's, not. It's not real. You're having audio communication. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I agree with that. I think uh, it stemmed this way. I just have like we a, had. You had all these people in St. Peter's. Over time, they people came and they could hear the Pope physically with their ears. Mm-hmm. Then they installed speakers because the crowds got large. Then the crowds got to be where they were like out bursting out of St. Peter's Square around the corner. But these people are here to see and get their like receive this papal blessing. They can still hear the speaker. They can't see the Pope, but they're here to receive. Right. So like further and further distances. Like I, and I, I understand. Think, like distance means nothing for you know the the blessing from mm-hmm. God. Right. Like that. I I get. I, I get do all agree that. that there's something special about actually being there in right. the square. The intent, Matt. Like being there. But uh, the but the authority. And the and like the because there's a the indulgence behind the use of these sacred so, so sacred you blessed items you, or whatever. Do you get the indulgence if you watched uh, adoration online for thirty minutes? No. Why? Because you weren't actually there. That's a different thing. The church has the ability. The church was given the right to bind and loose the way she sees fit, and the church has seen fit. To use this use this authority to say if if you are watching live, if you on the radio, like you're trying to have a real time participation, that 
the Pope has like says it is my intent to bless your things, and that's what matters. Is that I, as the as the papal, I as the Pope, wield the keys, and I do so in such a way that if you follow these criteria, I hereby bless you and the things that you that you desire me to bless. You know, like when you're in when you're in the square, you have a in my backpack there were also diapers. Okay, I had rosaries. I had uh, yeah. It maybe it was just rosaries. I, but whatever I had, I had diapers. I had all kinds of stuff, but it wasn't my intent to have the diapers blessed. Mm-hmm. And I did not presume I had like papal blessed diapers. Now, you know what I mean. I didn't presume that my shoes were blessed by the Pope or that, you know, anything else. It was just the stuff that I wanted, right? And because, like, that's what the church has said, yes, God knows it's my intent to follow your, like, the things that you brought. You wanted me to bless. I didn't have to, like, hold them up in the air. You know what I mean? So the church wields her authority in this way, and, you know, it works. So it's good. I think it's good. Um, let's keep going. How, m- how much more we got? Um, not too much more. The plenary indulgences are, are fewer than the partial ones. Okay. Um, so if you take place in, uh, on, on the Friday, Good Friday, if you take place in the adoration of the cross during the solemnity of Good Friday, the, there's a plenary indulgence attached to that. Uh, people who spend at least three days of spiritual exercises on a retreat. So if you go on a retreat for at least three days, you can get a plenary indulgence for that. Um, This one, this one is interesting. Priests who minister the sacraments to the Christian faithful who are in a life and death situation should not neglect to impart to them the apostolic blessing. I I hope beyond all, I, I, I sincerely desire to receive the apostolic blessing before I die with its attached indulgence, right? Because it's the coolest. But if a priest cannot be present... Check this out. I did not know this. Holy Mother Church lovingly grants such persons who are rightly disposed a plenary indulgence to be obtained in articulo mortis, which means at the approach of death, provided they regularly prayed in some way during their lifetime. This is in the Handbook of Indulgences. This is the official document that talks about indulgences. So the church lovingly grants, if a priest cannot be present, Holy Mother Church lovingly grants such persons who are rightly disposed a plenary indulgence to be obtained at the approach of death, provided they regularly prayed in some way during their lifetime. The use of a crucifix or a cross is recommended in obtaining this plenary indulgence. In such a situation, the three usual conditions required in order to gain a plenary indulgence are substituted uh, by the condition, provided that they regularly prayed in some way. So if you regularly prayed in some way, and you are rightly disposed, right? Because we're not talking about forgiving your sins. We're talking about forgiving the, um, uh, you know, like temporal, a, a punishment. temporal punishment, thank you, attached to those sins. The Christian faithful can obtain the plenary indulgence mentioned here as death approaches, even if they've already obtained another plenary indulgence the same day. This is the only time where you can, only way you can receive two indulgences on the same day. 
to me, it's like when I read that, it's like, wow, like hmm. the the mercy that the church is giving. I mean, she's she's not she has all the keys. She's she's holding all the cards mm-hmm. and she's giving them all away, right? Like, praise God that she would, um, you know, like offer that to you at the you know like knowing this would give me a lot more a lot more hope. It would give me a lot of peace as I'm dying, especially like if I'm dying and I know the priest is not going to make it. Um, or if you are, if you're with somebody who is dying and you know the priest isn't going to make it, you, to me, this is a, this is a message of hope. No uh, doubt. Yeah. That, like to, for you to be able to share this with somebody in an official, this is, I copied this word for word. Out of this, so none of this is my own words. So this is this is exactly what the handbook says. So like, I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, when a, when the faithful receives their first communion, or if if you assist at the uh, first communion ceremony, there is a plenary indulgence attached to that. Uh, plenary indulgence is granted to a priest celebrating his first mass with a congregation on a scheduled day. The same indulgence is also granted to the faithful who participate in the mass. Um. And this one is really great. When the rosary is recited in a church oratory or when it is recited in a family or a religious community or a pious association, a plenary, uh, a plenary indulgence is granted. A partial indulgence is granted anytime you say, anytime you say the rosary. So if you, celebrate, if you say the rosary with your family, plenary indulgence. I mean, like every single day. This is, like, this is what I'm trying to say. It's like there are so many indulgences like a thousand times a day. Um, there's a plenary indulgence on like so, Jubilee celebration, so on his 25th, 50th, and 60th anniversary. Um, there's a plenary indulgence when you celebrate the Stations of the Cross, uh, when you make a visit to a parish church on its titular feast day, or on August 2nd, which is um, the day on which the Portiuncula indulgence occurs. I don't really know what that is, and couldn't really find much about it, but the same indulgences are attached to a cathedral, a co-cathedral, or a quasi-parish church. So, wherever those are. And uh, visiting a church on All Souls Day also gives you a plenary indulgence. Oh, opportunity to receive one. So, I, I cannot recommend the, the book of hand, the handbook for, of indulgences. It's not a big book. It's actually like pretty short. Um, it's well bound. The one that I got at my local Catholic, Catholic book and gift store. Um, really fun to read. Like, hey, we already do this all the time. There's also some good prayers. We didn't. I didn't want to like go into reading a lot of the prayers, but there's a lot of like really nice prayers in here. There was a really beautiful prayer. I didn't read it because it was kind of long. About like a prayer to begin a meeting. Hmm. That there's a partial indulgence for praying. And that's fitting, uh, being that meetings are typically very long, right? And uh, like purgatory, like ish, right? Very often they are. So, uh, but actually, the prayer was really beautiful. It was like right to the point, but it was, it wasn't actually long. I mean, it probably would take thirty seconds to read, but it's kind of a long prayer if you're going to read it on the radio. So anyway, that's all I got. What do you think? That I am pro indulgence. Yes, me too. And we should be getting all of them that we can. So, Just praying for the Pope's intentions. Praying, for, praying for the Pope's intentions is one of the requirements for receiving a, a plenary indulgence. Right. So they've been published for twenty twenty three. 
whole list is published. No kidding. Okay, so his his intentions have been published. This is what Jim is telling me. You don't have to know what they are. Okay. You just you just right. you just have to pray. You have to like say yeah, offer up a prayer for his intentions. Right. Um, in fact, one thing that we recently learned on our pilgrimage to Ireland from Father Don, John Donovan, Sean Donovan, which is same same Sean and John, right? Uh, Sean John, right? That the prayers to begin the Rosary, like the Creed, Our Father, and the Three Hail Marys, that's just so that you get the indulgence attached to the like that's like it historically not a part of the Rosary. When you they talked about your five like your the decades. You just went straight into the Our Father and the Hail Marys. Um, and so I thought that was interesting that, you know, these other prayers were attached to the rosary simply to ensure that you get the indulgence. And so here we are all thinking that like, oh, this is part of the rosary, which it kind of has become a part of the rosary. But we're not aware, I think most of us, that like, oh, I need to desire the indulgence. So um, I just want, I want all of the mercy I can get because I need it. Same. Same, same. All right. I think uh, I think that's good. If you have any other questions, uh, don't email me. Just Jim bye. at stmichaelradio.com. That is Jim at stmichaelradio.com. Jim, Jim, he basically tells us what to say on every episode anyway. Yeah. So, All right. Well, God bless you all. Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, Hear and answer me. Amen.